to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you need to develop into a better leader, this podcast is for you. If you want to achieve a greater level of success, this podcast is for you. His mentor, Dr. John C. Maxwell, said it best, everything rises and falls on leadership. We hope to inspire you today and provide you with an insight that has the potential to positively impact the trajectory of your life. Welcome to the Leadership and Success Podcast. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to the next session of the Leadership and Success Podcast. I'm very, very honored today to have Dr. Oscar Seguado. He's actually two times doctor, medical doctor and PhD. He is the chief medical officer at ASC Therapeutic right here in Silicon Valley, San Francisco. Uh, let's say hello to Dr. Seguado. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. Thank you so much for having me here. I, I'm enjoying following you and seeing everything that you're doing for, for everyone in the leadership space. This is, this is so, so wonderful. I am so honored to, uh, have, to have you. And we are both um, members of the exclusive and uh, special FOB technology uh, uh, council. That's where I uh, met you. Can you tell us a little bit about your leadership journey, how you became to become a MD and PhD? So I, I would say that uh, my journey started when I was 12 years old and I was helping my dad uh, run his clothing store in Salamanca, Spain. And uh, then I discovered that, uh, yeah, my, my dad was running just a small shop, but he was also interacting with employees, uh, with, with at that point, I realized that I also wanted to do something similar to that. I decided also following my granddad idea that the best thing to do in life was to be a doctor, because in that way, you would always have uh, some food on the table. Um, people need a doctor, sooner or later. So that's why everything started with my, my MD at the University of Salamanca, Spain, PhD at uh, the University of Würzburg, Germany, and I've been in several universities in, in Munich and other places until at some point I decided to go into science and I started with neuroscience. I started to, to, to try to understand how, how the, the brain works. And um, uh, from there, I discovered something even more interesting to me than uh, the brain and the neurons and synapses and so on. And this is immunology. So how the immune system works. So I started working on that. That's the, the, the direction of my, of my PhD thesis indeed in Germany was both neurology and immunology. So I became an immunologist. And when you are an immunologist, you work in molecular biology, you work in uh, cellular biology, protein biology. So I became professor of immunology at the University of Leon in Spain. And just a few months afterwards, I got an offer from a company at uh, that time not very well known called uh, Abbott Laboratories in, in Germany. So I joined them in 1993 and I started working uh, with them um, in, in, at the beginning just a, a regular employee and slowly I, I started uh, honing my leadership skills and uh, becoming um, manager, director, senior director, uh, general manager, and, and, and then at some point the, the company decided to bring me here to the United States in 2000, so I've been here for o over 20 years, 
And um, then I started also another different type of career in corporate America. I went to Beckton Dickinson. And at some point I decided I wanted to go back to, to my origins. I wanted to run my own shop. And that, that's when I started uh, thinking, okay, I, I've been doing clinical development, something called medical affairs in, in the industry, in the pharmaceutical industry. But I wanted to run uh, the entire clinical development and medical affairs shops all, all together. And I call it a shop because, again, that, that's also the clothing shop, to remember that I was mentioning from, from my dad. And, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm uh, uh, running uh, an organization. That's what I've been doing over the past 10 years in different organizations where I'm helping our our company uh, hopefully becoming a, a better known organization in two areas gene therapy and cell therapy what that means is that we're manipulating the genomic uh, um, uh, cells uh, of and, 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 the, uh, and the and the cellular interactions in, in in certain diseases i'm focusing on hemophilia and um, i'm i'm practically uh, looking forward to having our organization becoming more better known in the space, AC Therapeutics. Wow, that is pretty fascinating. What is what is story? So a MD from Universidad de Salamanca in Spain, and then a PhD uh -huh. in neuroimmunology, right, from the Julius Maximilian University of Wurzburg. That is that is quite fascinating. Actually, um, before I became a cyber security uh, professional. My initial dream was to become an MD, PhD. Uh, I, I got the Bachelor of Science in uh, Biology and Chemistry, and then I skipped the master's degree. I went straight for the PhD in uh, microbiology. I work very closely with uh, the immunology department there at the University of uh, Alabama. But everything kind of changed for me when I got married and I had a kid on the way, and kind of tech was the only thing I could do full, full time. Like they say, the, the rest is history. Wow, it's, it's quite fascinating how you really help a lot of people with all of the uh, research you are doing. So how do you, did you kind of get into technology, more specifically the FOB Technology Council? Yeah, you know, I, I have a good friend uh, that is also in the pharmaceutical industry that uh, um, introduced me to the Forbes Technology Council. And um, he, he mentioned my name and I was invited to participate in in, in, in force, which is a, a, a kind of organization that I've been following for many years. So I can, I think I can help. I'm preparing now my first article, uh, which is going to uh, be something around medicine 2.0. And um, the idea is to tell everyone that there is a huge revolution going, going on in medicine, and especially for someone like me that has been in this space for a long time, where we are, have three major drivers of that. The first one is that uh, how the patients are now participating in everything that is happening in medicine. The second one is uh, related to um, uh, personalizing uh, medicine. And we have now biomarkers, we have genomics, we have uh, uh, cellular approaches where we understand what is happening uh, at the level of uh, disease mechanism. And the third one is something that I would like to bring to the table for everyone, which is prevention. And this is the fact that um, we need to, to start thinking about not how to treat diseases, but how to prevent them. And by the way, I'm even working now on something 
that is slowly happening and uh, this is what we are curing diseases it's called functional cures so obviously when you have a, a serious disease like hemophilia it's a disease where there is a, a something called factor eight which is missing in your clotting cascade you are going to to, to have uh, bleeding um, which is very, can be very serious now we are replacing the gene producing this factor eight and this is what i'm doing right now that's my job right now but i i have another job um, which is um, uh, something that I started working on some time ago, and this is related to prevention. And let me tell you a story uh, that happened to me in, in 2014, where I, 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 I got uh, um, my life practically upside down when my eldest son uh, went through, through a very serious uh, um, uh, uh, crisis, and he required Therapy. Yeah. So no, I mean he's doing now great, but okay. but that uh, told me uh, re I realized that I had something called high functioning anxiety, which is something that happens to many of us. We are working so hard and so many hours that we don't realize that uh, we are slowly deteriorating our mind and our body, and uh, this is something that uh, happens in in the Western world especially. Also in the Eastern world, you have uh, several Asian. Um, uh, countries and, and cultures working also very hard but there is um, we have to take care of our mind of our body and that's why I decided to start working on myself I looked into Eastern cultures and I uh, stumbled upon something that everyone has heard obviously about which is uh, Buddhist meditation practices and things like that and I realized very quickly that that was not for me so when I figured that out, I started thinking, okay, how can I help myself, my family, and my career? Because I, I took a, a sabbatical for a couple of years. I, I really was not working full time. And I wrote a book. And uh, this book is called Mindful Framing, Transform Your Anxiety into Vital Energy. And I've been uh, explaining those ideas to a number of people. I at some point, I was the opening act for uh, Daniel Goleman in, 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 a, in a conference in 2018. And, and uh, recently, I presented to, to uh, a number of uh, HR uh, specialists uh, all these ideas. And, and the idea is, again, to prevent, is to, to be able to help people uh, work in a daily basis, uh, ensuring that they are able to be uh, highly functioning, but without anxiety. Wow, that is uh, quite uh, fascinating, especially now after we've gone through this you know, worldwide uh, pandemic, it seems like emotional health is more important than ever before. And you talked about you not know, being a uh, functioning, uh, uh, which, which word uh, did, you, did you use? Uh, High functioning anxiety. Anxiety, yes. Uh, and, and, and I feel like that was really the, the, the primary culture, especially uh, in Silicon Valley, right? San Francisco, Bayer, people just working, working, working nonstop. And I think, the, again, the pandemic allowed us to kind of take a pause, take a step back and really think about what is very, very important to us as human beings. And tell us more about your, your book, which, by the way, anybody can download for free. Why in the world did you do it for, for, for free on uh, uh, Kindle, right? And uh, right here, I just did it myself. Uh, you can get it on your iPad, your iPhone, or any any uh, digital uh, thing. But please, I'm, I'm going to encourage everybody yeah. to please purchase the yeah. uh, printout copy too, right? 
yeah, exactly. And I also have even a, a version for those uh, that speak Spanish. I have another Wonderful. version in Japan. Okay. Wow. So, yeah, the book, the paperback, unfortunately, obviously, that uh, needs to be shipped and so on, is uh, uh, has a cost. But I decided when the pandemic hit in, in 2020 to uh, offer the book uh, for free uh, as a free download. And uh, altogether, I got, I got uh, close to 2,000 uh, reviews. And um, wow. the, the majority are good people. There are some people that, that don't like those ideas because this is uh, hard. I mean, I explain how you can use your mind uh, yeah. with a number of practices that are related to visualization. So in contrast to uh, Buddhist meditation, which happened 2000, over 2,000 or thousands of years ago, uh, people had time. People could really disconnect and close their eyes and have their mind empty and so on. And there are companies still here, Headspace and things like that, that are trying that. I, 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 I developed something that is more um, absolutely active. So you practically follow what I call five scenes. The first one is called Anxiety Bus and where you practically organize everything that, uh, that triggers your anxiety level and you uh, see that in the morning and let it go so that the rest of the day you are free of that and in the morning next day you start again and there are a number of other exercises around three main topics so the three main topics that i recommend to everyone which i do and a number of people also that uh, i interact with are, are, are very successful with are uh, first, ensuring that you liberate, liberate your mind from um, oh, everything that uh, hits us in this, let's call it artificial world. world. Mm -hmm. and, I, uh, and that's why I ask people to focus on nature. The second is focusing on your emotional world. About It's all about you and others around you, your family, friends. And the third one is to take absolute care of your body. And that's what I call organism. So I created the Neo Chi Institute and NEO wow. means nature, emotions and organism. And you can get a lot of information, um, tens of blogs, uh, which are kind of the starting point for my next uh, iteration of the book is going to be the same book, but um, a fully uh, revamped one. And uh, it's called neochi.org. If you go there, you can see a lot of information. Again, everything is available. It's a non-profit institute. And this is my um, life uh, contribution uh, yes. to, to society and to everyone. And uh, I always appreciate any feedback I can get from anyone on that. On that. And, that and again, I want to reiterate that uh, um, the way I see all this is uh, uh, associated with, with my, my, my development, my personal development around science, neuroscience, immunology. I talk a lot, a lot about immunology and I think when I, when I, put, when, when I um, uh, wrote the book in, in, uh, and, and published it in, in 2018, there was no pandemic. But I think now it's even more relevant for, because we all understand uh, a lot nowadays about the immune system. And I can tell you, we are. Um, we need to understand how uh, the immune, uh, all our immune cells, are related to our mind. And believe it or not, if we have a healthy mind, we're going to have a healthy immune system.
Well, this is uh, very, very timely, I think, no? Uh, and I, I believe uh, the website you gave to everybody, Neochi, N-E-O-C-I dot O-R-G, right? And I'm going to go ahead and show that uh, here on uh, the podcast. You can go there. Uh, and, and, I, and I think there is really nothing more important than that uh, today. So you talked about uh, chapter three in your book when you talk about the anxiety burst, the five senses, and then the five elements of one nature, number two, the three uh, emotion, and then your organism. Can, can you say a little bit more about the three specific uh, emotion you, you call out in chapter three? So, um, again, in terms of nature, I think that the mind needs to be connected to, to uh, something that is around us. We, 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 are, we are really, we think that we are special, we are human beings, but I can tell you everything that we are comes even from very, very uh, uh, simple plants and, and, and bacteria that uh, were around in the world for many, many years. So we are just an example of evolution if we come back to our roots we're going to feel much better we have uh, are going to feel integrated and uh, unfortunately the, we have too much going on and and uh, and when we come back home uh, at night we just try to disconnect with either any kind of uh, distractions or or um, drugs alcohol food uh, things that uh, really are not natural so we, we uh, I recommend everyone to do what I do. First thing when, when I have free time, and this is to take a walk. So that's the first thing that I would recommend everyone to ensure that you dedicate some time, uh, a certain period of time of your day to, uh, and when you go to, for a walk, just look, look up. Don't look at, 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 the, uh, at, at, uh, at the ground, which uh, you see many people doing when they are walking because they are thinking. And you want to avoid thinking. You want to let your mind fly free. And that's the first thing. The second one is emotional. I, I think uh, the, the emotions, and, and, and this is extraordinarily difficult to do. And uh, it has two main compa components, everything related to the emotional world. And I'm, I'm, I'm following here the ideas uh, for 30 years or, or more, or for 40 years to go from Daniel Goleman on emotional intelligence. And, and um, how he explains that, first of all, is empathy. It's ensuring that you pay attention to your own emotions and emotions from others. And uh, then that you take another step, which, which is compassion. And compassion means that you take an action. So this action can be a minimal thing, something that is relevant to yourself and to others, but also improves your emotional uh, well-being. And, uh, and, and finally, uh, it's something very obvious. So we should spend as much time as we can taking care of our body and um, uh, trying to avoid spending too much time in the couch, going out, spending too much time with all these distractions and uh, snacking. And uh, if possible, doing what I do. For, I started about uh, one and a half years ago, which is uh, intermittent fasting. Uh, which has been shown in animals and so on that it, it, it can lead to many, many years of, of a longer and healthier life because you let your body, in my case, for, for 16 hours every day, uh, not eating or drinking anything except water or teas. And um, this is all pure science and it has been shown and you just type uh, intermittent fasting in, 
in Google and you're going to see thousands of articles about that and how well it works. It's very simple. I, I just have a, a late lunch. It's almost like an early dinner uh, around 4 p.m. And I have um, breakfast around 8. Uh, thanks God to the, to, to the pandemic, I can go to work a little bit later than, than I did before. So, and by the way, I, I avoid the commute here in the Bay Area. It's horrible. Right. And I try to, to go to work after 9 when there is no uh, so much traffic out there. Well, that is, that is very uh, fascinating. And I think it can really help people like right here, right now, especially again, with the culture of the way it used to be uh, in the Bay Area. I, I remember uh, last year, one of the most difficult time in my life, I uh, lost my um, mother. Uh, and uh, it was very, very, very difficult. I, I was really depressed, exhausted and stressed out. And I think just taking walks helped a lot. Uh, I, I still miss her, but not. Uh, I think it doesn't impact me as much as it did uh, last uh, year. But we just w wanted to uh, do something uh, constructive. All, all, all of that help again. The, the three steps you are highlighting, I, I think, really, really help for people who are very, very busy, who are uh, leaders who achieve a lot but kind of you know, neglect their uh, bodies, their emotional health. They really, really need to take a time to pause. So, in, in your book, to finish with uh, chapter five, you say, uh, "Thank you." Talk about practicing mindful framing. Uh, how does a very busy professional, a, a leader who feels like they have so much to do but not enough time in the day, right, to accomplish what what they need to do? What do you suggest they need to do in in order for them to really uh, take care of their body, their uh, uh, emotion, and uh, their uh, well-being? So again, is the first step is very simple. Is is really being aware of the situation. I think that sometimes we wake up in the morning and we're kind of uh, robots. Everything is automated. We wake up, we go to the um, uh, bathroom, we, we, we put us nice together, we get our breakfast, and we don't really realize that we are a human being and that we have, again, all these elements that are absolutely critical. That is, we are part of nature, that we are uh, an emotional being, and that we have a, a body to take care of. So just starting with taking care of these three elements and realizing and being aware of them, I think that's that's the best first step that you can take. Oh, everything else starts just you can start building on all on all these elements. And I, I have a guide. So my book is really a nightstand book. It's, it's very it's very thin. So. Is eight, how many pages is here? Uh, 70 78, pages. right? Yeah. And this is this is extraordinarily easy to read and to follow. And um, very practical, yes. comments, very, very practical, go, going to the point. I have also uh, an audio book. Uh, it's in audio. I have also uh, trailers explaining how everything works. So again, and all this is non-profit. So there is, there is no reason to, 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 to really uh, think that uh, you're you're building even even the ego of Mr. Oscar Segurado. I am already okay. I have everything I can I can have from a validation perspective, and and um, and and I, I I really want to give and to and, and to offer these ideas to everyone. Well, this is this is really really fantastic. I think my audience is really going to love this. Again, you can download the book for absolutely free. Here uh, it is uh, again. Mindful framing, right? Transform your anxiety into vital energy, and for free on Kindle or just twelve ninety five on paperback. Uh, I think if that's not a good deal, I don't know what a what a good deal is. Now let's go into uh, my uh, favorite seven question. 
I'm going to start with number one. What is the greatest lesson you have learned and uh, what is the secret of your success? So you've got the MD, PhD. You've been doing a lot of great work with the uh, Forbes Technology uh, Council. What do you attribute this success to and what have you learned? I, I, I think that uh, what we call success <clears throat> doesn't um, exist as such. It's, it's more uh, a journey. I think that uh, there, there is a concept from uh, the book, uh, Good to Great, which talks about the flywheel. Uh, and, and this concept means that you are slowly making a, a movement into this huge wheel and, and it starts turning around faster and faster. So it's a lot, uh, about this, uh, small steps. So when I started working uh, with, with my dad in, in his shop, I, I was learning uh, and absorbing like an sponge many things that he was doing and I was not even noticing that. So it was, it was my dad and I remember, uh, I mostly remember him at home. But when I saw him in this other environment, I learned a lot. And I think that that was a big part of my, my let's call it success or, 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 or progression, I would call it more than anything else. By the way, I'm not done. I'm, I, I don't think that I'm successful right now. Uh, and, and I don't think, I don't really want to get there. I, I don't believe also in reaching a level of happiness or, or a happy retirement or, or a happy whatever. So I just, uh, I, I don't want also to, to, to work hard. I just want to work and to do that in a, in a natural uh, way. So that's, my, that's my, my, my recommendation to everyone, not to worry about an end um, a result, just work into small steps that you take every moment. And that's why I, I always use the term, uh, the, 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 two, the, 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 the two drivers in, in, my, in, my, in my daily life related to me and to others are empathy and awareness. And by the way, I even discovered a sign, which is I take three, three fingers here. And if you put them in front of you, you're going to see a kind of E. And if you take two fingers in the other hand, and you cross that with the last one, you have an A upside down. So it's something like this. Wow. Uh, you do that. So I remember always, I do this sign to myself and I say empathy and awareness. That's it. Yes. Well, this is, this is so, so great. One of my uh, mentors, Darren Hardy, used to say, you know, success is the result of small, smart choices completed consistently over time. And when you do them, sometimes you don't see any results here, but you keep doing it very consistent and in time, exactly. you see big, exactly. big results. That, that is a great, great lesson to learn. So my number two question, uh, what are you learning right now? I know leaders are always learners. What are you learning these days? I, 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 am, I am a learner. So I'm, I'm learning continuously, but not in the, in the standard way of learning from others. I'm learning from myself. So I'm comparing myself with the day before, with the month before, with the year before, with the decade before, and I'm seeing how I am uh, how I'm, I'm evolving. So I, I I think that this is the, the 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 number one feature of a human being: the fact that we learn. When I see uh, my uh, lovely dog. Uh, I don't think he cares about learning. He does the same over and over. He does it very well, but he doesn't learn. I, I mean, he has already, uh, in, in some way, he has uh, um, uh, some kind of habits, but I don't think he is conscious about uh, or thinks or, 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 or is able to, to have this kind of high level 
um, approach to, to ideas. And that's what we have, ideas. To me, learning is generating ideas. And um, it's not only learning for your own, you have to communicate these ideas. That's also for me as important as learning. So you gather information, you create an idea, and you communicate that idea. Wow, that is uh, really, really uh, refreshing. Speaking about learning, uh, one of my mentors, Dr. John C. Maxwell, always says, uh, sometimes you win, but sometimes you learn. So success and failure, sometimes I look at it as you know, two sides of the very same coin. And most people, at least traditionally, when they look at uh, success being on the pedestal, having all of those huge achievements, they have no idea how much failure these people have really gone through. So my third question for you, how has failure shaped your life? Um, I, I think I, I, I fail all the time, but um, the, the question is about a, a key word that, that I, I, I like even more than failure and, and kind of uh, digesting or understanding, and this is resilience. So resilience means that you really realize that you're down and then you start taking steps to go up again. And um, is, uh, if, if you link that to the fact that we all fail in one way or another, um, uh, small, big, medium, then is that the way you get up, the way you are resilient and you take those, those steps to, to resolve that, that's what, what really uh, means, by the way, learning again. This is, this is an amazing opportunity to, to reshape um, sometimes even your, your core beliefs. And uh, it happens to me all the time. And I, I'm, I, I guess every, everyone no, is noticing over time when you get at, at a certain age uh, mm -hmm. that um, you, you feel more comfortable with yourself. And that's because you have all these failures and you had to get up from them. So the majority of us, I think automatically, and this is part of the, being a human being, are able to, to, to uh, overcome those failures. That is, that is uh, quite something. Re resilience is so important as an individual. And I think for most of us, we've really realized after this pandemic, how resilient people really, really, truly, truly are. And me as a cybersecurity professional, I definitely uh, want uh, to talk about resilience for human, but I also like to speak about resilience for system, like information uh, systems out there. You know, uh, systems get hacked and breached uh, every day, but it's really how fast do you recover uh, from, uh, from that? This, this, this is great. I think our audience is really learning a lot. The next question I have for you is uh, my fifth question. What have you, uh, sorry, uh, who do you know that uh, we should know? Kind of who are your mentors, thought leaders that you are uh, following? You know, I've been reading so much about mentors and the importance of mentors, and and I agree that that, that would uh, would have been fantastic to have a, a, a mentor in my life. I didn't, I, I I I because I think that's that's a matter of luck, that maybe you have someone that really guides you and spends the time with you, and uh, uh, you know I've been I've I've been uh, in, in many places. I was. Uh, at home with my family, like everyone, I was going to say, my dad, my mom, especially, helped me and mentored me a lot. But that's that's their job. But I don't think you can call your parents mentors. But having anyone that really uh, taught me something and, and say, okay, and now I'm going to hold your hand, 
And uh, I, I would, I would, I would say here, and uh, for so many people, and I would even venture to say that that's the majority of the people that do not have mentors. So you can, you can uh, try to be your own mentor in some way, and. Um, all their ideas there. And since I, I wrote my book and it took me a couple of years to put that together, these 70 yeah. pages uh, to organize my thoughts, I, I think that there are so many fantastic books out there or maybe TED conferences or something, mm -hmm. things like that, that are going to tell you as much as you can have from someone that really dedicates the time to you especially. So again, yeah. um, I'm telling you that I, I don't think that everyone is so lucky to have a mentor and to have someone that, that uh, can, can help them. So I have many mentors. Yes, and that, that, is, that is so true. I know for me, it kind of started when I was 17 years old. A lot of people uh, I used to read and learn, learn from, like one of them was Dr. John C. Maxwell, and today is uh, my personal uh, yeah. mentor. But even prior to meeting him, just you know, going through his books, his uh, uh, video program was very important back then really made a, a huge impact which leads me to my fifth question uh, what have you read uh, lately that we should read uh, what are some of the best books you have read uh, recently so again i go back to the book i mentioned a moment ago because uh, that that was absolutely essential for me and this is this uh, emotional intelligence by the way there is a second version called emotional intelligence 2.0 and um, that that really impacted me a lot because it was again I don't see leadership something disconnected to, to your personal life. I think it's connected. Your professional and personal life are are, are one, and uh, in some way that that was absolutely essential. There was also another book, a very simple book, um, uh, uh, called Getting Things Done, that impacted me a lot. It was from from David Allen. And, and it's a very practical book about uh, execution and, uh, and, and about getting things done. And at the end of the day, that's how it works. So for instance, I, uh, many people think, okay, I want to write a book and I have so many ideas, but you have to do it. You have to get it, get it done. And this book is very, is again, a practical guide on how to, 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 to do things and how to organize uh, all the input and experiences that you have during the day and uh, decide what to do and what, even more important, what not to do and how to toss, how to say no, how to um, ensure that, that, that you do the right things. And that's what I, I learned that I have that book all, always around because it gives me several ideas on for instance, something as simple as so we all have all these emails uh, coming mm -hmm. um, non-stop during the day, and 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 uh, how you have to decide how either to toss that email, to uh, delegate that to yourself, or to to um, uh, decide when to do it, or or do it rapidly in in about five minutes, uh, and you get rid of that. So I try to have a a life that is um, as stress-free as possible. And for me, dealing with emails and with tasks is one of the one one of the one of the key learnings in my life.
Wow, that is that is really really great. I think our audience is really uh, learning uh, a lot here. So, question number six: uh, What have you done that we should do? What is one action you have taken that has uh, positively impacted your life as a leader? So, um, I'm I'm sorry to repeat myself, but um, the the way you the way you improve your life, and and I I can tell you because I'm a university professor also at okay. some point, and is now a tenure professorship and now on hold on leave, uh, is is teaching. So mm. when you teach, when you tell people as I'm doing now, I'm 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 just giving you some ideas, and I really appreciate Bob the fact that you, you that you asked me to to participate in the in the in this podcast. You know, the moment I'm I'm I'm, I'm expressing myself, I'm trying to communicate my ideas to others, is. Uh, extraordinarily helpful for my own mind and for my own um, uh, organization of my life because I'm putting things together and organizing them in a, in a great way. So I would say that teaching and helping others is the best yes. way to um, fix your idea and, and, and to progress in, many, in any direction in your life. Well, this is uh, extremely, extremely important. Earlier, we said, no, some people haven't been as lucky as I've been to have uh, mentors. And um, by you being a leader and learning and being able to teach to somebody else. So if maybe you don't have any mentors, but maybe you can mentor somebody else and share the knowledge you have. And by doing so, you are really increasing, right? The knowledge of in the world and your uh, impact, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, and and I, that's exactly the point. You 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 got it. Now, um, again, uh, if you're lucky also to have someone that looks up to you and, and asks you questions and, and tells you, okay, how can you help me on this? And I try to do that. So I entered all every time that that was offered in in, in my organizations. I I was in the mentoring programs. We had one at Abbott Laboratories, at V. I was 15 years with this organization, and I was part of that. Wow. And, and several people that I met went on to very um, uh, high-level executive roles. So, so again, I, 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 I am totally, totally for that. And again, it's the teaching, the mentoring, the coaching. Yes. And that's something that I do all the time with uh, my, my direct reports and, and with my big peers and also um, very respectfully with my boss, my CEO and and uh, try try to help everyone around me and my family and, and, and friends and so yes. whoever wants uh, any any kind of uh, uh, advice i'm happy to give it although in, in many cases it's probably going to to be not the right one and, but uh, i try yes well thank you so much for giving us your time today we are quickly uh, running out of time but um, before we finish i do want to ask you this last question how can we add value to you? And I especially uh, want to highlight your nonprofit, right? Neochi.org, embrace the Neochi uh, life uh, style. But what can our viewers do to add value back to you? Again, tell others uh, around you. Uh, and and um, I, I, I am very happy to help explain everyone a very simple concept, which is that we need to uh, be empathetic and aware of where we are. This is also called mindfulness, which is a concept that is uh, around, but needs to be explained. And mindfulness is not something invented 2000 years ago, 
by all these Eastern uh, cultures, I think that that's something very important uh, to us nowadays. So the moment that you discover that, that you know how to do it, tell tell others uh, about that. And you know, I'm I'm not interested on on, on really promoting uh, um, uh, my institute or or, 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 or my book or, or or something like that. I, I'm really interested in promoting the idea that we have to merge some of the um, uh, incredible knowledge and ideas related to prevention in terms of, of, of mental uh, health issues and, 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 and uh, uh, many diseases through, uh, through a, a number of activities that can be done just in your mind and that do not require any, any, any that are absolutely free, they cost nothing but requires something very important, an effort and an intention. So people need to be intentional and teach others about that. Wow, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for your time, uh, Dr. Oscar Segrado. We really, really uh, do uh, appreciate that. I think you're definitely gonna make uh, a huge impact on this uh, podcast. And again, I want everyone to please, please get the Mindful Framing book. It's absolutely free. I mean, you don't have to spend a penny. So do it right uh, after this uh, podcast. Thank you uh, again, and uh, until uh, next time, uh, thank you so much for uh, watching. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Leadership and Success Podcast with your host, Coach BZ. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to our channels and come back for more wisdom nuggets on how you may develop into a better leader and achieve greater levels of success. Leadership is the most critical skill. The world will always need leaders to lead others, deploy the next disruptive technology, or execute a business strategy. You may as well decide on counting yourself among the 21st century leaders. See you right here next time on the Leadership and Success Podcast with Coach BZ.